0: Hi everybody! Welcome to the Lot Pod, the Lead Rhinos Lot Seventeen Eight Podcast. Kindly sponsored by ACDMB, who are a branding and creative design agency based in Farsley, Leeds. They create standout brands. So for any companies out there that need a brand new logo or a brand refresh, just get in touch with ACDMB. Thanks as always to them for kindly sponsoring us. This is the match review panel for Lead Rhinos. Versus Wigan Warriors. My name's Eddie. Joining me, as always, my right hand man, my co-host, but our amazing stats man, Statman
1: Reese. stat man. How are you? For those that are not watching on YouTube, you probably we should probably describe our facial expressions we were just talking before we came on we've both put this in a box for two days haven't we in the hope that we never have to talk about it (laughs) so i've had a really nice weekend other than the rugby um so yeah i'm all right ask me in about an hour
0: i know we did we after obviously we played saturday after that we were never going to review that yesterday sunday as we record this Felt, felt we needed at least a two-day buffer. I, I didn't think about it full-time. I kind of switched off. Didn't think about it at all yesterday. And then, like I said to you earlier, just one or two very brief comments from fellow Leeds fans today. But it was just like, what was that? And we all just went, yeah, that's that's that's, that's enough of that. Loads of positives. said i true <laughs> in the... In the YouTube comments, so we were shit, and we'll see you all next week.
1: <laughs> I mean, I've not as Adam's put in the comments, it must be bad because Freeze isn't wearing a rhino shirt. I'm wearing a shirt of a winning side, Adam. Which is and who is that? Listening. Back. Well, the Jacksonville Jaguars. The NFL started yesterday. They must
0: have won. Uh, and
1: we did. Yeah, we did start the season well. So it was a good distraction. Um, but yeah. Should we find a positive?
0: England won. We'll talk about that? No. What were it? 27-13?
1: Something like that.
0: That were a masterclass from, is it George Ford? Just to it kick them all the way through.
1: Johnny Wilkinson-esque of just every time you get in their half, putting some points over.
0: I think they managed that game so well. Really do. After the Tom Curry red card. What did you think of that red card, by the way? It was awful. Never like, a red it's, card. It's
1: a, it's a rugby incident.
0: Um, Never a red
1: card. But it's sad. And Wales won as well. That was a great game actually for those that watched the union last night. That was really did good.
0: They... Oh, who did they beat? Fiji. That was it. Anything <laughs> else? Scotland lost. Scotland lost. Yeah. Watch bits of that watch bits of that. Um great result for Salford yesterday. <laughs> on channel four. Did that go to Golden Point? Yeah. Did you? yeah, it did, yeah. Excited to see Brody Croft play for Leeds, here you? Hmm. <laughs> well,
1: we'll come on to our regular weekly recruitment section later on today. Leeds Rhinos women won.
0: Yes. And we were supposed to have a current Leeds Rhinos superstar with us tonight. Our good friend Ewan, but he can't make it. And with him being a current Leeds player, we thought there is no substitute for a current Leeds player. Oh, shit. Shall we just go for it?
1: Yeah, we've got to do it because there's people waiting for us <laughs> and you've wasted five minutes.
0: Um, is that all we've done? I'm hoping that we're at least eight. Um, just a profanity, profanity, usual, expletive warning for anyone that doesn't want to hear the odd swear word or children listening. I can only assume I'm going to swear at least twice on this <laughs> review, so I do apologise now. I'll try not to, but sometimes it gets the better of me. This is the match-through panel for Leeds versus Wigan. Reese, any positives from that?
1: The weather were nice.
0: The weather was amazing.
1: Um, The women won. The women won. Um, I actually took my six-year-old niece to the first time for a first time. Luckily, she had no idea what was going on, so she hopefully
0: won't remember it. (laughs) And if she did, she'll just blank it out. Yeah, what you'll have to do though, if she does get the bug and wants to go to future games years to come, if she doesn't remember it and, and she says, What was my first game, Uncle Reese? You can say, Don't you remember? We beat Wigan 100 <laughs> nil." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How could you forget? We beat Wigan 100 nil. Is there anywhere you want to start? Team selection, I think, for me. Um... I think. I think a good place, Morgan Gannon. Let's go there.
1: Well, he didn't play in the half, did
0: he? No, he didn't. Really?
1: So I felt didn't like Rowan six, just which gave you. That, I felt like to. they did that to annoy me, To <laughs> But pretty much to put Gannon at six on the team sheet, but he didn't play there, did he? You know, he ended up playing at centre for most of the time, Um with Reese uh, in the halves. Um, but other than that, I don't think there's really much you could have done with the lineup with the players that we had available.
0: Corey Johnson, maybe. I
1: think it's just too too inexperienced to have Corey and Sinfield in the halves together. Yeah. Um I'm
0: then, clutching at straws.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, for the first 10-15 minutes, we didn't we were slightly in it. We stuck defended on our line ever so well. Oh sorry, for a little bit, and then quite quickly opened up.
0: I've got you, Reese, you're there. Carry on. Yes,
1: yeah, sorry. Yes. Um yeah, it quite quickly just opened up and then once the first try went over, that was it, it seemed. seemed Did you expect
0: anything, Reese, from when you saw the team sheet? Did you expect now none of us? I don't think anyone listening to this, any ladies from the planet expected to get battered 50 nil. But did you Reese expect something that wasn't that from that team sheet, team sheet?
1: I expected something. I expected a bit more heart. I expected at least a point <laughs> or a try. Um, I certainly didn't think that the similar side that we played against Hull last week, I don't think that side was you know, should be conceding 50 points and not scoring anything. Um, But Yeah, I don't think any of us could have expected that result to come in, but I was expecting something, certainly expecting something more.
0: Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Lucky us. (laughs) Um, I I don't even know where where to begin, to be honest. I've I've deleted it from my memory. I, I think with the squad that we had, with the team that we had out, I generally don't think a coach on the planet could have done more than what they may have got more in terms of, we'd have have lost with that side, with any coach on the planet, if you ask me, because we're missing so many players and not many through injury. They've just decided they don't want to be here. They've already left or they are leaving, which to me is the worst concoction any coach can deal with. If it's an injury, you know, you're going to get that player back no matter how long that is. If someone doesn't want to be here or if someone is leaving and doesn't want to be here or someone that's left, it's completely out of the coach's hand. Do you think another coach could have squeezed a bit more out of that? Do you think it's a coaching issue from Saturdays?
1: I don't know. It's hard, isn't it? Because I think you've got to give credit to Wigan in that they they do we have to, it. They, yeah. No, I think you do because I think Wigan were great. They they were everything that we weren't in that side. They were well drilled, well structured, well organised. In attack, it put the fear in God and me. Um, and it, I think if even if we'd had our best side available to us, I think we would have still lost on on Saturday. But I can't I can't think of many other I don't think it's a any other coach would get out of it. I don't know. It just seemed when it all spiraled wrong for me when Harry Newman shushing the crowd after ten minutes, and um, when that with that try that got disallowed and the petulance that followed from him, and there's a couple of people I talk about Newman. And he's certainly on our list uh, to go through. But since then it just went downhill, and I don't think a coach can change stuff on the pitch, sometimes on the pitch. I think people, the leadership on the pitch needs to grab hold of situations like that and not let it spiral. But it, it spiralled out of control quite drastically.
0: Do you think that's where we lacked a captain?
1: I thought we had one on the pitch, to be honest. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, maybe not. not maybe not enough leadership.
0: I felt this game was the end of the line. I think for, you know for for us for the for the year. I think we're done. I know they've broken me.
1: Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> it must be bad if you've a few bit beat, Finally,
0: <laughs> they've finally broken me. I just felt every other game this year, like we've reviewed on this podcast, we've kind of said, "All right, we lost, but we were it was close." You know, it was on, there was so many points in it, but this was the this was the end of the line. This was the year. This one. This is like no, we've. We've come as far as we can go, and we, we aren't going any further. You know, the train has fallen off the tracks. It's come to the station. It's end destination, and it's finished. And I felt, although the squad was as good as it could get, I felt that's how they played. I felt there were times where I thought, now we're, we're finished here. I've not felt that. I don't think I've ever felt that for Leeds. Maybe... 2019, 2016 were those years where they were just diabolical. But that man, Harry Newman, has been spoken about. Now, when Daryl Alford shushed the cast fans, a couple of weeks back, a month back, whenever, we came on this platform, me, you, and was it Duncan or Laurie? Whether it, it was after the yeah, Magic
1: Weekend, wasn't it? It
0: may have been. We gave Daryl pelters. We did. We said, God knows why you've done that. Making a rod for your own back. So when our wonder boy does it, surely he deserves the same.
1: Yeah, know? and do you know what? It doesn't surprise me. Hmm? The attitude on display didn't surprise me at all. And it was just, it was pure petulance, I thought, from Newman. Um, Not for give the it- first
0: time this year.
1: Not for the first time, year and yeah, I, I, you know, there's there's good things about winding up the crowd. He deserved everything he got from that Wigan crowd. You know mm-hmm. when they're showering at him, um, Newman. Newman, what's the score? Yeah. To be honest, I was a little bit inside of me was actually quite enjoying that because you I thought
0: you, you were going to say you were joining in.
1: <laughs> I wasn't far off. It, 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 was just you know there was, were, the, but the bit annoying me straight after that was you know your bug bit. It was clearly. All the angles didn't look conclusive then. There was the one angle where it clearly showed it came off Jacksonfield's hand. And then he's there shouting at the referee and having to be pushed away by a Leeds player to stop doing it. And, you know, we knew have said, we don't, we, decision's a decision. You don't shout at a referee. You don't have a go at them on the pitch. Don't talk back. And he was doing that after that. There's rumours that after the booing at half-time that he told the to South stand to F off. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But that was on that was on Twitter. I didn't see that. But I think Harry Newman is probably one of the most talented rugby league players that we could potentially see at this club. And that is one of the best players in the league. But it's almost like he knows it. And that he feels like he's too good enough. He's too good for Leeds. Um, but that attitude for me doesn't deserve a place in at Leeds Rhinos. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't want to lose a man of his talent and his skill, but at the moment, I think his his manner on the pitch needs to be addressed.
0: I'm completely fed up with him, with his attitude. The petulance, the way he talks to referees. I, I just think, and you're right, all the memes, everything. Obviously, there's a line, all the memes about saying what's the score and stuff on X and social media. That was his karma, you mm. know, and I hope he takes his medicine and learns from it. He doesn't seem the type, if I'm being brutally honest. I mean, the Wigan Con... players
1: went for him as well after that in the second half. every time he carried it in, he had four or five people on him.
0: But this is not the first time we've spoken on this platform about Harry Newman's petulance and the way he mm. carries himself on the field. Now, I think it was Duncan who said to me at the Huddersfield game about, and we always go back to that golden generation, but Duncan said, there's no way on God's green earth you have Harry Newman behaving like that if Kev, Danny, Rob, JP, Kyle are on the field.
1: Jamie Peacock would have grabbed
0: him by the shirt. Which is rings exactly what oh, Duncan said, something to that effect. And I mean, why doesn't that happen now? Surely there's players in there, Harry's teammates, saying to him, this has to stop. Surely there's Rowan. It's the coach's responsibility
1: for me. Oh no! First and foremost, it's Harry's responsibility. He carries himself on the pitch. Um. But second, it's it's Rowan to be that mentor, to be that leader. You know, there's Chev Walker in the coaching staff as well, who played his position. Someone that was incredibly mature. You know, and is probably a very good role model for Harry. Uh, Mm. He was a phenomenal player. You know, they're the people that should be working with Harry and and having those conversations. And I think someone, was it early on in the year, Sean Wayne was saying that he wouldn't pick Harry Newman because of his attitude. Mm. And, you know, I kind of took it, I didn't like that comment at the time, but it's ringing true even more so now. I don't know why, at the moment, I'm not really sure I want him in a Leeds team if he's going to act. In the way that he does, but I think first and foremost, it stops at Harry. He has to improve his own character, but it is also down to the coaching staff and as well. You know, you mentioned the leaders on the pitch. You know, the likes of Cam Alledsky and all that, that lot. He's grown up with them in the squad, and I don't know. Someone's just said that <laughs> Adams just said it's. I hate to say this, but Newman slowly reminded me of Jake Connor. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> he's
0: better than Jake Connor. He's if, if he retired now, he's better than Jake Connor. If the rumours are true about was it half time? Harry yeah. said to the south stand, "Shut the f up!" Or whatever. yeah, that's if the that's true, and there's evidence of that. By that I mean there's evidence of that happening. He must apologise immediately. Now, if there's no evidence of that, it may be similar to the Cam Smith last week at all. When he sp- went over and spoke to some Leeds fans after the game and said something about someone's flag being out of date and because he had there the Nene McDonald and Cam said... I, th-
1: I think I don't think Harry necessarily needs to apologise because it's going to be very hard to say if that actually happened or not. Well,
0: oh, exactly, you know, only if there's evidence of it. Yeah, otherwise the club can just sweep it under the rug.
1: The way that Harry not makes up for it, but proves to everyone that he 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 can control it and be that best player on the pitch as a as a senior player, because Harry really should be a senior player, despite his age,
0: mm.
1: is performing on the pitch in the right manner. Yeah. Um, and that's the way he proves that he's, he can be better than that.
0: This has been Harry Newman's toughest year at the Rhinos, when you take it into consideration so. his injuries, the, Challenge the passes or lack of passes to Mila in the Challenge Cup. And now this episode, this is Harry's strongest Mm. year. So if he can come through this with performances, reining that anger in, reining that petulance in, he is an amazing player and that's what I want to see.
1: I don't think he'll be here much longer. I I, I just get the impression from his attitude and his character and the stuff that you see on the Facebook group, um, I don't think he wants to be here. And he's going into a contract year next year as well.
0: He is. Last year of his contract. Do you think I felt when he did, when he grabbed Tyler Dupree's shirt and the kind of. Oh, there was win, that as
1: well. Yeah. That went face pathetic. to face.
0: I felt that had Wigan not been winning 28 0, I think it was at the time, had it been a closer game, you can you can come in this in a minute. I think that would have been a penalty to Wigan.
1: It should have been overturned.
0: I agree. When he did it, it I would say. Dupree
1: saying, didn't really do what I don't, know? from what I saw. Hmm. And you were lucky that. They could see that it was it was just his action of moving his arm forward that made his head jolt back. Yeah. But to be honest, the referee got it wrong. He should have reversed the decision. Should because there's no need for Newman to do that.
0: No, I agree. and
1: that was just another sign of his the, the petulant character that we, we've just been describing. That could have ruined, you know. I know we weren't going to win from that point, were we? <laughs> but you know, it ruined. You know, in any other game, that could have ruined an opportunity to go forward and put some points on the board.
0: Do you have any stats for us?
1: I do unfortunately we missed 46 tackles so that's the way we're going to
0: start 46 that's a season high
1: yeah um the other one uh, actually is a bit of a positive to be honest um and it's fussy again I thought Fussy carried really really well despite everything I think he's at fault for a, at least one of the tries I think because I think he him and Martin both went for the ball when Liam Farrell okay. knocked it through um but he made 144 meters, did for Ash made 135. Alecsky made 94 f- off 11 carries. It was actually one of the better games from Alecsky. Yeah. Um, and then meters wise, uh sorry, tackles wise, I'm just looking quickly. Um where's Jared? Um oh, Cameron won it at 42. Jared uh was third, in fact, because Mikolai Aledsky uh, had 38. Jared wow. O'Connor had 35, uh, and James McDonnell actually uh, made 44, so he actually made the most tackles uh, on the day. The missed tackle list is quite a hard read, so bear with me as I go through this list because nearly everyone missed a tackle. Um, Rhys Martin missed five. Jared O'Connor missed wow. five. McDonnell missed five. Sam Walters missed four. Donaldson missed four. Um, Cameron Smith missed four. Corey Johnson missed three, Luke Hooley missed three, wow. Sinfield missed two, and oh um, missed two. Um so yeah lots of lots of missed tackles on the
0: day. Forty six. Yeah. i will be amazed if we get anywhere near that for that 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 that's gonna be a record for a while. Would you agree with that? I can
1: of need to have a look really, but um it's it's high it will be the worst for us this year it won't be the, it's not the worst in super league surprisingly this year um but it's the worst field well, against us super... <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah it did feel a bit like that i felt like it was a oh that's how that feels um <laughs> sort of game
0: it was it was a strange game because like I say apart from Warrington, first game of the year every other game we've played in has been closer than that yeah the and fact that we and they never,
1: it never felt like we were in it. Really, we never really put any structure in attack to really put any danger danger in an attack. We were getting, you know, we're, the, what really impressed me about Wigan was every set they were finishing down in our ten meter line. You know, yeah. every kick was going down there. It was an immaculate di- kicking display. Um, so we just we were just played off the park. You know, and Reece Martin got bullied in the air. Catching him twice, unfortunately. Um, Gannon missed a, a horrendous tackle, um, on on the uh, south stand side, um, southwest side. At one point, he just wasn't a good day for really for anyone.
0: Anything else?
1: <laughs> what do you make of what Rowan said? Because I think Rowan said, I think one of the comments that came out was that he was happy with how he handled. Field and French, which is all well and good, but we still conceded 50 points regardless of that.
0: I think he, I think Rowan kind of does what we do in that he tries to find a positive no matter how small it is. I, I genuinely think he does that. I don't know what game he's watching if he thinks we nullified French or Field, even remote. I, I, I can't think of one instance Oh, uh, all <clears throat> we nullified those two. Well, the two awesome players. Um, it, like we said previously, apart from the Wakefield game, his preference, press conferences, sorry, are the same.
1: Yeah, and, and look, I don't think we're going to see anything different. And I've, I've said no. probably three or four times now that I'd rather than come out and say that was fucking shit
0: because
1: mm. it was. It was embarrassing. Right. Really, really embarrassing.
0: Deplorable, Yeah.
1: Um. And it, again, it's just that lack of accountability for what was dreadful. Mm-hmm. Um, if they were thinking of doing any season ticket renewal announcements this this week, I think they've probably I think they've probably delayed that.
0: I think there'll be another signing before the uh... <laughs> signing. I enjoyed
1: some. I think I can't remember who it was. Was it John Winter or someone saying, "Oh, here comes the fifty percent discount for conceding fifty points." <laughs> um, but yeah, there's not really much more to say, is there? Other than just that. It was an embarrassing afternoon for the club.
0: First one for a while. I think Rowan does that thing of protects his squad and just says the same cliches just to get through the press conference because he has to say something. And there's a lot of Even young if players. It's the in same there. thing. Yeah. You know, they they you, they,
1: you know, a game like that, it's it's almost a bit unfair for you know Sinfield and Gannon because mm-hmm. naturally they'd get a bit of heat for being named at six and seven, mm-hmm. but. What much do you really expect to an 18-year-old young player in a guy that's really a second row? I mean, we've got to stop fanning about with this, putting him at six. He didn't it's, know his ass
0: from his elbow, does it's,
1: he? It's, Gannon looks a ghost of the player that he used to yes, be uh, And last year, you know, there's not a lot of confidence in him. I, I think he just needs to stop it now. Gannon is a phenomenal young talent, and I just feel like all the confidence has been sucked out from him. But naturally, those young players are going to, take a bit of heat from that game and I think like you say he might be protecting them um, which you know you should do but you should you should be taking the hit on his shoulders as well because um, he's he's probably getting more heat than anyone again right now
0: Yeah I mean when Gannon comes in as a second row at 18-17 how the bloody old he hits the ground running as a wonder kid and everyone's saying yeah wow you know this is it Playing there, keep him there, keep him there, nurture him, let him play his game, let him learn his craft. I mean, I know he didn't have the squad to do anything else, but we're kind of talking in future now, rather than mm. you know. Yeah, I mean profit, he ended up playing centre, he never going. really
1: played centre when he was younger. When I don't remember him playing much at centre, mm. um, but yeah, just, he needs to get his confidence back, and, he's, and you know, he doesn't get any easier, does it? for no. her own after that
0: no anything else
1: we're not doing we're not doing man of the match i'm not of a match to do that. i'm refusing to yeah go on well fine
0: Fussy tour 144 meters i that thought he carried well have you ever done I 27 thought, minutes
1: <laughs> actually it's 22 because we did five minutes at the start. five minutes on england
0: Bullshit. argentina Fussy yeah. tour. Congratulations! You are the man of the match. Speaking of David Fossey, he did sign a new deal, week a one-year deal, which got announced in the strangest way ever. On in, it, in, that, is it even an article on the? Yeah, I don't. It was. They were both. We'll come on to Bentley, but they were both announced on Rose pre-match presser, which is so. Do you think that's a mistake. Weird in itself, Has, yeah. Part, that's exactly what I am going to say. Part of me thinks the club have all got it sorted, and Rowan's gone into that presser thinking, oh, "All right, I can, <laughs> I can announce this." Because I, I I'm, you, maybe you can have a quick look. But I don't think there's anything on the rhinos. I'm just looking at the website now, just the to website, see. To or, say. or
1: maybe they weren't quite close to getting the deals over, and Rowan just went, "If I announce them, then I'll have to make them
0: happen. I'll have to sign
1: because they're I'm just going to look now. Um, the only problem is I get to see the result again for the wig and I don't really want to look at that. I don't, want to look. Um, I don't think it says. Hang on, let me keep going down.
0: There were nothing there earlier. No, there's
1: still, there's still no article on the fact that we've resigned them. So it was a very... Oh, no, there is. On the 7th of September, there is an article, actually. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was very strange because he got announced in the presser, which is very unusual because normally there's a 6... I missed the 6am announcements, actually. But, you know normally announcement, but I'm, I'm pleased for Fussy. I think, I know we've, debated with Fussy because of injury record, but when he's on the pitch, he's one of the best players again, proven on Saturday, despite, Matter of it, match. you know, he was the better, best one on the pitch for, there was a low bar, but he was the best one on the pitch. And if he's fit, he's an absolute asset. And I think a one year deal is yeah. worth doing. Um, just hope we can keep him fit.
0: I agree. I think the one-year deal, we kind of tossed and turned over it for a while on the podcast about whether he's worth a new deal or not. When he plays, without a doubt, it's just getting him to play. So I think the one-year deal is a smart option for both Dave and us really. Get him on the field, he'll be fine. Hopefully next year we see more of him. See how good he can become. He might even play against England, you'd think if he's fit, England Tonga?
1: Yeah, potentially. I mean, like, I know you've joked about him getting 25 tries of the season, but I think if he's fit and plays nearly every game, bar two or three, he can be a 15-20 try winger. I think he I can Hope so. I Just so,
0: just so I'm right for once. <laughs>
1: yeah, just so you're right for once. But, you know, with the other signing we made, we're going to talk about, you know, he's really strong in the air. And I don't make the use of that. But I think he's an absolute asset to the squad when he's fit. Um, so hopefully um, we get to see more of that next year.
0: The other signing that Rowan announced, jumping the gun in his pre-Wigan press conference, was James Bentley. Now, it's a two-year deal for James Bentley. First of two, we've got one-year deal. Uh, and Bentley's got a two-year deal. Now, what I found most interesting about this was Rowan said something along the lines of James has worked on himself on the field and off the field. Rowan said he's done a lot of work off the field as well. Do you think there was perhaps something there that was kind of delaying this deal, potentially Reese, off the field maybe? I did find it a bit weird how Rowan when I have his way to mention his off-the-field stuff.
1: I'd be interested to see what he meant by that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, obviously, we know Bentley on the pitch at sometimes, especially the first half of his first season was was he wasn't on the pitch because he was getting banned left, right and centre. And then we saw probably the best version of James Bentley the second half of last year. This year... We've seen somewhere in the middle, he's you know, he's stayed on the pitch. He hasn't really been banned, he's had a couple of injuries, but he hasn't lit the world alight at second row. And um, he definitely had offers because there was that um he went on he went to and didn't he? Oh, and not they were gonna leave. And a mysterious holiday, he just happened to be there, but apparently that's where his agent is based. His agent is, yeah. But um I'm again, I'm actually quite pleased about keeping Bentley, you know, he's a Leeds lad. Um if we can see that second half of last season of Bentley, then, you know, he's, he's a brilliant, brilliant player. And I think he gives us real depth at second row. You know, with, I know people have been saying Gudemann's more of a prop or loose, maybe, but I he's playing, you know, he's a second row, really. But with him, so with Gudemann, Bentley, Martin, Gannon and McDonnell, it's incredibly hard to pick two players from that to start week in, week out. But it gives us that depth and maybe gives us that versatility. So, I'm quite happy uh, with Bentley staying as well.
0: I am. I think I am. Um, I always like, I think we all do, when Leeds players play for Leeds, when Leeds local Leeds lads play for us. James is one of them. And like we keep harping on, or I do, sorry, harping on back to his form last year, the back end of last year. He was awesome. Leading up to the World Cup, he was probably the informed back rower in the whole competition in the playoffs. Route to the grand final, so I do wish him well. Um But it
1: just gives us a bit more of consistency and longevity as well. Yeah. You know There's a John Wells article. Uh, uh, Matt Shaw's an article about what John Wells said about our recruitment, and he said this is it's just too many people are coming and going, and I I think that's a I think it's a really good point. So actually keeping people and keeping a core side. I think is quite important. I know we've got a lot of people on contract, but I think keeping a bit of a core side is important and having players like Bentley, like you say, that's local, knows the club, is experience, I think are quite important people to keep around.
0: Agreed. There's too many players walking out the door or leaving and not enough coming in, but we'll come to that. Well, we have signed a player and we've signed a halfback. We, we have. We should have had an applause or something there. (laughs) Hooray! Hooray! We signed a halfback. Is he any good? No, he's shite. But anyway, we've signed a halfback. Uh, Matt Frawley has signed. People will know him from his brief stint at Huddersfield in 2018. 28-year-old halfback, uh, plays for Canberra Raiders. He has signed for the Rhinos on a two-year deal. What were your initial thoughts when you... Heard this news, Reese?
1: My initial thoughts were: I think a lot of people were jumping on the bandwagon a bit, potentially on on thinking it was a negative signing. There was a lot of talk, obviously, on on Twitter um, prior to that that you know saying we shouldn't be signing him X, Y, and Z. Um, but you know, if if it was two thousand nineteen, we were signing him for. I think I'd probably in the same camp because it wasn't a great season at the Giants, but he was 24. It was four years ago. He's been playing in the NRL since. He's been in the New South Wales Cup. He was in Canberra's playoff side at the weekend. He's obviously hopefully developed as a player since that Huddersfield, so don't just think about it on Huddersfield. Um, so I'm, I'm happy we've just signed a halfback. Is it the world beater that I want? Probably not, but he deserves the chance Um as much as anyone does that signs for Blue and Amber. And I've watched him for the first time um, at the weekend uh, as well. And I think the key part of this signing is a running six. Because you could see his kicking ability, his kicks were, from what I saw were quite good. You know, every set he was finishing on the kicks were finishing on the trial line or near enough and great height. So I thought his kicks are brilliant, which is what the... Uh, Canberra Raiders page that I asked about said, he said he's said got a very good kicking game um, his experience is calm but he's best as a secondary playmaker so I think this signing working will be dependent on a, on a world class running six or a very good running six being next to him
0: Let's hope we get one I felt because the second someone's announced as a signing in any team sport no matter what it is soon as a new player signs a deal You look at it and say, right, who is this? Who, what, where, why, when, etc. So as soon as it popped up Matt Frawley, I was like, wow, that is a diabolical signing. (laughs) It's not good enough initially. And when new signings are made, you make that judgment immediately. Now, on the face of it, I think Frawley looks an awful signing. Make no mistake about it. Having said that, we signed Aidan Caesar, who, let's... The biggest majority of us, the majority of us, all felt was a really good signing. You know, in the running for the Man of Steel or Dream Team in his time at Huddersfield when he signed for us, played in the Combine. Combine? um, All-stars, Nations All-stars thing. um, Played well for them. Decent money. He comes to Leeds and he's absolutely shite. (laughs) Make no mistake about it. Shy, so and Zinte Avano, I've said this loads of times. Zinte Avano ticked every single box in terms of a signing from the NRL international tick, NRL winner tick, hundred caps tick. Marquee, man, absolutely, absolutely. So you sometimes you look at signings like to Avano and you go, wow, that is a signal of intent that. Is a marquee signing. Unfortunately, he turns out to be the worst signing in Super League history. So, although I've just said Frawley initially looks an awful signing, he could turn out to be something amazing. I thought. I so
1: I, I think. I I think he will be. I'm hoping he'll be good. I've got to hope. I think he'll, we all. Yeah, you know, I hope to, to be great. But I, I do think part of please, it. Please, Matt. Please. It needs to be, it needs to be who he's partnered with. And I've seen a comment in the chat from Molly saying, "Can't wait for Miler and Frawley in the halves next year." If it's Milo, that's not the running six that I'm on about. You know, we have to go out, and the problem is, I just don't know where that running six is coming from because we've we've now exhausted the rumor mill of halfbacks. You know, Matt Frawley was the the Matt last Matt Frawley win. was
0: the last one. He <laughs> was? was the only one we haven't spoke about on this podcast.
1: <laughs> so. Yeah, it's it's where where we go from here. But I think, you know, at least, I suppose it's better having one than having none. But I I, I, I seriously hope that he'll be uh, what they think he is. But I think it's really dependent on who he's playing with.
0: We need another. That's the issue. We need to Mm -hmm. find another now. Another one that's...
1: I mean, after Saturday, we could do another 13.
0: (laughs) 13 Well, you think about... We'll move on now to recruitment for 2024 again. Our favourite topic. (laughs) And you kind of look at players who have left or are leaving. Walters, Austin, Tavano, Leeming, Caesar, Tindall and Nene McDonald because no one knows what's going to happen yet with Nene. We're a week on from our last podcast and nothing's changed. So the signing of Miller and Frawley... I know of Gudemond as well. Miller and Frawley take away two quarter spots. So we've still got two court, overseas quarter spots to play with and potentially three marquee spots mm-hmm. kind of involved and ingrained in those. This is the biggest off-season in the club's history now. I think so. It is, you know, you take into consideration the, the facilities, the the Players are walking out of the club. We've we've not been in the top four for six years since 2017, and it's unacceptable. It's absolutely unacceptable. And this, th- they have to get this right. Whether it's whether it costs money, they have to get it right. And I know that's e- that's so easy for me to sit here and say, but they must get this right because come six, seven games into the 2024 season. If it isn't right and it isn't working, heads will roll, but no mistake. Heads will roll. Would you agree uh, with that?
1: Uh, yeah, no. I, th- I think if we're not in the top six, top four, well, not top, if we're not in the top six by May next year, I certainly think Rowan could be gone. Oh, um yeah. But I also think the fingers will be pointing elsewhere as mm-hmm. well. Because... Um, Again, I'm going to reference another Matt Shaw article, but um, he was saying something about transition is a buzzword at Leeds that is often is mentioned far too often. We've we've never really started or finished it or progressed with it um, other than the blip in 2017. So it's their this summer or oh, this summer, sorry, uh, wrong sport. This winter is their biggest opportunity, but also their biggest threat.
0: I mean, for for a club, first of all, there's only three elite clubs in Super League, and we're one of them. There's Leeds Rhinos, there's St. Helens, and there's Wigan Warriors. Those are the three elite sides in this competition. Under that wire, Catalans, the rest, if I'm being brutally honest, they are dross. They are complete dross. From those five teams, if the rest of the league got cut away and we try – anyway, that's another argument. The fact – so for me, there's three elite sides in this league. And the fact that we've missed out on the playoffs is absolutely unforgivable. I do not not know how Leeds Rhinos not making the playoffs. It's just unacceptable. It's completely unacceptable. And the fact that we're here now, out the playoffs, no top four finish – for six, cover George, six fucking years. When there's three elite sides. We, we had an amazing run to the grand final last year. We all know. And even this year, there's been games where we had a million miles away. You know, we had awful, diabolical losses to Cass and Wakefield. And Lee beat us home and away. Lee, Lee have had a great year, holding my hands up. And, you know, we aren't that far away. But this off-season, cover your ears, George. Fucking petrifies me. I, I agree
1: Ronald, with you. Because if
0: I, Ronald leaves, I, I don't know what we're going to do.
1: I, a bit like you, I am worried because the... Like I say, it's the biggest opportunity the biggest threat. But it feels like we're too late to the party, especially when you look at what we're going to have done in terms of how quickly ahead of they've got of their recruitment. Yeah. That's um, why I
0: mentioned the money. You know, yeah. it costs money. It's, it's going to have to. Do your best to get it right.
1: But we do have those elite facilities. We do have those elite, you know, facilities, the, the ground, the name, everything that should help us stand above the rest. But you've also got our performances this year. You're having to sell a project and not a win now. And if, you've got about the right. And then Brenko Lee was a name that was mentioned. And that sounded like a very good potential sign, but that's been apparently told that it's not happening. Um, but look, the, the thing that takes me a little bit of confidence was you know, there was that little rumour that came out about Lissone leaving, but quickly he said, no, 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 I'm staying. So there's, there's, there's people, there's such a good, op- the reason why there's opportunities because you've got like, such a good core of young players. You know, your likes of Aletsky, you know, Newman if he gets his attitude right, all right, Han- all right. Hanley, Holroyd, O'Connor, O'Connor, um, you know, Bentley's only 20, I think he's 25, you know, Gannon, there's a load of players there that are 25, Cameron Smith, 25 and under, that you just put the right experience in and that side is a top four side easy. Mm. But it's just got to be the right people who can really steer steer that opportunity forward. But they've got to be getting
0: done now. Yeah, there's no more transition now. I think we said, was it the start of this year? When we were doing the preview, where we said, do we feel this is the end of the transition? This is this is the squad.
1: <laughs> it feels as though we're starting again.
0: Well, well, we have to. The amount of players that are walking out the door, we're starting again, again. And th- we can't continue to do this.
1: This version five now.
0: Yeah, it's unsustainable for any club, for any coach, for fans. We can't continue to do this. And if it's going to cost loads of money, they have to put it right. It's so vital that they get this right. And it's starting to petrify me. More so, I'll repeat myself again. If Nene McDonald leaves this club, uh, there's too much to do. Way too much to do. And then you start to look at it as if to say, so if they don't get the recruitment right in that we can't find the players or they don't sign the right players and then we're six, seven games in and Roman's head rolls on someone else, someone else gets sacked. You're like, well, where do we go from here? Start
1: again in version six.
0: We're starting again, again, and again. Now, I'm not yeah. saying Rowan should stay if it's six, seven, eight, nine games in or ever Look, the proof of being the pudding. We've kind of said all along from the moment Rowan came in the door, he needs time. He needs time to mould this squad. He,
1: ne- he needs time, but equally we weren't expecting to be in a position where we were now.
0: Like this with players walking out. So le- let's, let's call it right. It would be three players that walked out this year. Three first-team players. Austin, mm-hmm. Lehmann, McDonald. That is...
1: So, a, that's yeah. an abnormality. That, so that when never leaving,
0: happens anyway.
1: When it happened to Lehmann, I was like, yeah, no-one's bigger than the club. Then Austin yeah. started. And it went, Agreed, Still, yeah. no-one's bigger than the club. But there's a little bit in the back of my head when, is there something not right here? And then mm. the Nanny thing going... The thing in the back of my head's come to the forefront now saying, something's not right. Yeah, Something just that yeah. for three players to leave in the circumstances that they are leaving, something isn't right. Let us know what you think that is later on.
0: (laughs) They have to get it right. I don't know if people in our YouTube comments feel the same about recruitment for next year and the amount we have to do. I mean, you look at this squad we have now, or the squad we had out on Saturday there weren't many people missing that to worry. It's just these people have just walked out. I mean, this off season now is worse than 96 in terms of we need players, we need quality and it it's just pure neglect that. We haven't been in the top 4 for 6 years. How is that possible?
1: You say the you look at the side that was out. If you look at the jersey numbers that were out on Saturday, it was one, four, six, seven, nine, ten, eleven.
0: Yeah.
1: Of what? The rest we, of what town? The, what they all pictured what their first thirteen was going to be at the beginning of the season. So more than half of that wasn't available. We go into next week, where Walter's not available. What is he banned? He injured. He's, he's got a ban. Oh, Christ! Um, obviously, Cam Smith passed his HIA apparently, um, so. Yeah.
0: Twenty twenty four does is is one of the first things Rowan has to do, Reese, appoint Cami as captain.
1: Um, I I think that's in in this the world that the recruitment is done. Then yeah, names names Cami as captain, names him as leader. Um, but after that, it's win games. Mm-hmm. It sounds staffed, I know it sounds staffed because that's the whole aim of the bloody sport. <laughs> but you know, the, the, you know, he needs to come out and win in the first couple of games, three games, he needs this to performances. But yeah, it, it might start with Cami being the leader. But I don't, I don't think I, can, I can't even think about that until I've seen what's done with recruitment. Because like you said, um, biggest opportunity, biggest threat. But I'm quite scared about what that side could look like in February next year.
0: I am. I'm absolutely petrified of of how that can happen because I don't know if the club have ambitions to spend transfer money. I think that's the market we're in now. Now, I know there's lots to happen over in the NRL in their off-season and perhaps Valentine's Holmes will be available and in which case we'll take him in a heartbeat and he can play full-back or centre or half-back. We'll have him, he can play prop if he wants, We'll, we'll sign him up. But I think we're at a point now where I'd I'd weaken the sides of those dross sides that I mentioned. I'd try to weaken those, you know. So for me, Brody, go get Brodie Croft, and it, and if you know, because people say, well, the threat there is it's the old Jackson Hastings thing where there's always the NRL in the background for them, like Jake Clifford at all. That listen, no matter who or what a player is, if the NRL comes, they're going to go. Whether that's Brodie Croft, Harry Newman, Cruz if the offers there, they are going to leave. Every Super League club, that's nothing exclusive to Leeds. an NRL club comes, that player is going to leave because the money out there is astronomical. And if we were to go out and sign Brodie Croft and it got us a, to a, a grand final win, and then he runs off to the NRL and it's cost us 300 grand. Is that not worth it?
1: It is. Because we've won it. But then it's, for me, then it's also what comes after because I want the longevity. But then,
0: every every time a side has won Super League, they tend to get two or three over the coming five yeah. years. Bradford did it. Wigan did it. We did it. Saints are doing it. I think winning breeds winners. and If we were to, Bring Croft in, winners the grand final, he goes off to the NRL, where now the champions that in terms I of think, recruitment, yeah. everyone looks at us to say, Oh yeah, I want to play for Leeds in that amazing stadium. They're the champions again. But at the moment, we're rock bottom. This is rock bottom for the Rhinos, missing out on the playoffs to me. Mm. But then again, on the flip side of that, in mm-hmm. terms of recruitment, maybe a player coming in to think, right, the only way he's up here.
1: Yeah, you've got an opportunity to leave your mark. Um, come in and I, changes. I think it's important for the club to get it right for, the, for their own commercial revenue, because yes, attendances have been up. I know it's got back to pre nineteen, but if that side is a top four side and competing week out and is challenging for the grand final year in year out, headingly becomes a sixteen thousand average attendance, seventeen thousand. You know you'll get more out of it. So it's you know it is a business at the end of the day. They've got, you know, if they feel like they need to spend their money, but the money comes back in, t- in ticket sales. And I don't know why you'd, re- I'd, I'd still renew it. it I'm always going to renew it. Because oh, I no, West still stupid. You know, stupid. You know, even if they'd have released it after, you know, an hour after f- full time on Saturday, I'd have bought it. But yeah, we, we could have like an momentum. automatic
0: renewal company for some yeah. of us.
1: I'm, I'm looking forward to the season being over, to be honest.
0: It's over now. They've broken me.
1: No, we've got two more games. I just want it to be done.
0: They're, they've broken me. I'm sure. I'm sure Laurie'll come on and host it with
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in America, mate.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. This is the last podcast of the season. <laughs> We're taking our toys home. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Dear. It's, it's so vital leads, and we can't mess it up. There's no more transition now. It's time. We've got to get it right. Someone in the comments has said it's Josh Josh Biggs says Brody Croft and Mike Lewis would be my halfback marquee signings. There you go. It's as easy as that.
1: Yeah, we can we can dream, <laughs> but I just I just don't believe it until I see it. Anything.
0: Anything else? Carlans, oh god. <laughs>
1: no. We've got to preview. Oh god, we've, got we've got a got game this weekend Callans. against another top three side.
0: Do you know what it is as well? There's some poor bastards. They're going out to watch this game. There's quite a few, in there. <laughs> you know, there's been people planning this trip for Do you know what? You'll have an amazing trip. You'll love it. You know just
1: get really drunk before the game. So yeah. you can't remember it.
0: This would be so Leeds to win this now. <laughs> it would be so lead rhinos to win by two points or something. Oh, any squad changes, Reese, for this one?
1: While Walters is out, I don't if Bentley will be back. I don't know. If Bentley, be back. Um, I don't know. Bentley should be back. I just, I just think that I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not looking forward to it. I, I think it could be another difficult day, and you know, Catalan are vying for the league leader's shield, and he. he other than our crap season, Super League has actually been really entertaining.
0: Yeah, you cool. know, we've got
1: three teams going for the League Leaders Shield, all on mm-hmm. form at the right point in the year. I think it's you know, it's brilliant, but unfortunately we're gonna be the victim of that
0: on the <laughs> this weekend. I think Bentley will come in. Maybe he can play half back. <laughs> oh,
1: Paul's saying Bentley's out oh, Paul and Andrew are saying Bentley are out for the season. Bentley's out for the season. This is oh. how much we've not paid attention to these rhinos completely unplugged. in the last couple of days. Well Bentley's we've just refused out, to. So yeah, um, I think it's going to be a very, very long afternoon.
0: I think we'll have to have Corey at halfback. Corey at half back with Jack. Um Reese back What's at the centre. I I don't think you could do that. Stangare, is he
1: back yet? Maybe Stangare? No. I can't no. I can't see. I don't think you should be putting Corey and Sinfield in against Catalan. Don't you? In that in that atmosphere, in a, in a in a grubby side who will always come try to beat you up front. I just think they'd get mauled. I think you've got to leave Reese in there. Unfortunately, you need leave something Reece, senior. Yeah. You need someone senior, experienced in there.
0: Cami, keep him at loose
1: i wouldn't mind about half
0: mm. um sangria won't be back says andrew again andrew's just giving us a injury news in the, <laughs> yeah. in the youtube chat <laughs> thanks andy um,
1: i think i'd rather have cam there uh in half back if you a stick because we'll need a bit of meat in the bone in the middle
0: dare i ask a prediction
1: I'm gonna say 48-6 to Catalan.
0: Wow, 48-6.
1: Well, if I, I think I'm, my theory on this is, that I think the worst possible situation, and it can only get, it can only be better. What
0: would that be? 98 points in two games. Yeah. <laughs> 98 points conceded, six scored. Yeah. <laughs> this is this this podcast. Has been more depressive than the wakey result. <laughs> don't you think?
1: Yeah, so sorry if I know it, it is it is the mood. I I don't know if people feel the
0: same, but it it is I bet the mood. everyone listening to this feels as disheartened as us. Yeah. I bet they do. I bet they do. Sorry it wasn't more upbeat. We we gave it two days. <laughs> we couldn't wait any longer. <laughs> you and you and may have added some positivity or change. I tell you what, I'm I'll I'll finish in true LockPod style, I'm going to say Leeds are going to win. I'm going to say Leeds are going to win by, I don't know, really close. Like I said earlier, I'm going to say Leeds by two. Leeds by two points, and we can review a win next week and have a smile on our faces. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Reese. Thanks to everybody. Oh, by the way, we've got tons of, I got tons of messages and emails about the Gary Mercer special. He was very, very funny. It's available to watch on our YouTube channel. It's available to listen back to. Jump back into that. Gary is a very funny man, and he will, uh, he'll make you smile. Do follow us on YouTube. Subscribe to us. Hit that notification bell. You will be notified every time we stream these podcasts live. Please do feel free to engage with us on the live chat on YouTube as well. We'll be back. Oh, thanks, Reese, by the way. I hope you feel better after this.
1: Why what? What's happened now?
0: I'm just saying thank you for appearing. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's happened He's forgotten. We've only now? been doing it in two years. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> just yeah. He's gone. No, he's gone. Just staring off into the distance. Yeah. Um, and we'll be, back. we'll be upbeat again at some point. Yeah, I think we'll just have loads of Red Bull for the Catalan results and perk us up. Right, thank you everybody. We will get through it together. We are Leeds until the world stops going round. We'll see you for the Catalan review. Take care.